0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ingrained and Balanced Podcast. Wow, am I excited. We actually have a very special guest today from across the pond, actually. So it's a little late his time, but he's willing to do this with us today. His name's Alex Crawford. Just to give you a little insight, uh, Alex is a a personal trainer. He's a YouTube sensation, an actor. Now, I actually found Alex on YouTube during the pandemic. Obviously, like everybody, our gyms were closed. I didn't have any equipment at home. I kind of had to find some content, something not only to motivate me, but to give me some advice on how to use my own body weight to get a quick workout and something so I could maintain my 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 fitness um, during the lockdown, because we didn't know what, what that was looking like, how long it was gonna be, so on and so forth. So I found out, unbelievable. He's got great content, little 20 minute videos that help you um, use your own, again, their body weight, no equipment necessary. This is what got me hooked to him, but I also follow a lot of his other videos for different types of advice and things to do to help me with my fitness regimen. So without further ado, say hi. Well, first of all, my co-host Marty Heilman's on the call as well, and let me introduce you guys now. Without further ado, Alex Crawford, my man. Thanks for doing this for you. How are you today?
1: Oh, that's right. Thank you so much for inviting me on, and thank you for the great intro, and thanks for finding me on YouTube and everything else. It's, um, It honestly when I'm putting content out there, hoping to help people, um, sometimes I just see numbers or comments. So it's amazing to actually have this conversation with you who has been enjoying my, my videos, and my content. So I'm looking forward to it. Great, great, great. And obviously I
0: follow you on Instagram, do a lot of great stuff there. And we will get into your Cockfit app later that people can kind of look into and see if they might be able to kind of engage with that in their personal lives. But first, I want to get into a little, if you don't mind, your journey, you know, how it started, you know, did, were you into fitness early on in life or is it something that you
1: found later? Yeah, I guess fitness and sports, sports mainly was the key thing. When I was younger, I was playing football and basketball, or should we say soccer and basketball, and I was always into that and quite active. So it's not something that I took on later on in life, but it was around teenage years or college time where I wanted to go to the gym. I wanted to build muscle for two, two reasons. I wanted to get better at the sports that I was doing in football and basketball. Um, and I also picked up those men's magazines and saw the, the physiques and the bodies and thought, how do I get these bodies kind of thing? So that was my, my gateway into lifting weights and going to the gym. And from there onwards, that was always my key interest, going um, to further education, to to university for fitness and personal training. And that was always my strong point. I was never very academic. I didn't really enjoy much else massively. Um, So then it it went on and became a personal trainer. And I I was a personal trainer for eight or nine years in a physical space, working with one-to-one clients hundreds of clients over the years. And then that gave me the foundation to build my CrockFit method, my platform, the social media that I've been creating enough for me to merge away from the one-to-one to really fulfill my passion and purpose um, to reach more and more people and have a, a, as big an impact as I can, not just in health and fitness, but in overall uh, wellness and happiness. Because I really think it's all interconnected and intertwined so much. So now with my content and my, my mission, I really am keeping that so much in mind about this isn't just a workout, but what else is around the workout, exactly what we're going to be talking about, the habits of your day-to-day life that's going to fuel your health, fitness, happiness, and, and all the rest of it. Oh, that's, that's incredible.
0: That's incredible. You know, since you just mentioned the habits, right? Right. I wanted to ask, do you remember early on in the beginning, what are some of the transformable habits that you had to adopt and try out or were things that maybe didn't work, but some, the things that maybe did work that you're still practicing today, anything stand out?
1: I've always been a walker. I've always said, get your 10,000 steps or, or is mean, it a very arbitrary random number, or maybe we could say an hour of walking a day or something like that, but from the early days When I was training and working with lots of clients and and building my own fitness up, I always just loved getting out for my walk, whether that's for the mental sides or being out in nature or the calorie burn to stay lean or to keep the legs fresh and um, strong to, to walk up hills and things like that. So definitely steps. And then I'd probably say back in the early days, I think my family used to do Lent quite a lot—the forty days, forty nights of giving something up—and I think those. I was young. My I got two older sisters, and um, they would say we're giving up chocolate and sweets before Easter or something like that. And I was probably like less than ten years old, so I'd be a person who would be eating chocolates and sweets and things like that. So for forty days, forty nights, I would be not eating any of this junk food and sweets. But most kids don't do that. And for every year onwards, I continued that on, which there are pros and cons to going full nothing compared to having a balance in your routine. I learned discipline and motivation and structure from early on, not just through that, but through many things. Um, So that's another habit that I learned. And over the years, I started to help my clients say, how about we just have three months now for you to just get your head down and focus on this one thing. And over the years I've kind of gone through that process of being disciplined so much that I've come out through the other side now and I very, very rarely do a 40 day challenge or a three month diet or anything like that because it's really given me the tools that I've needed to now just live a a continuous healthy habitual routine maybe that could be accomplished without that but that was just one thing that came to my mind
0: yeah that's incredible hey marty isn't that funny we, we talked about the whole word diet right 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 absolutely we hate we it we, talk- we hate that yeah. word
2: yeah <laughs> in, in, our, in our first in our introductory you know podcast a couple of things that line and i talked about was our own journey like how did we get into fitness very similar story to yours we both you know or i did some sports. And Lonnie definitely wanted to, you know, be more attractive to the girls. <laughs> you know, that's why he picked up weights. And I learned how to, how to work out, you know, from doing football, the American football, the actual real football. Oh. <laughs> oh, here we go. What you said about sort of like how you got into it. Definitely. I think we can both totally relate to that. And it's interesting that you're talking now about. Well, hey, here are the, the habits that you find, you know, the, the most probably when you were talking about them, I, I got the sense you found them the most enjoyable. Like when you were talking about walk, your walks, I got the sense that those were really very, very important to you. But it, that's a very different, that's a very different, um, habit than, What you were doing when you first got into, uh, fitness, right? If you first got into fitness and said, Hey, I wanted to, I want to do this for sports and to be more attractive to the opposite sex or to whoever you're trying to attract, you know, that's, you know, walking is going to get you somewhere, but it's, it's not going to get you maybe where we were, where we wanted to go when we were in teenage years, right? So I, to me, that's very, that's very interesting that there's been a, sounds like there's been a progression in sort of, you know, how you think about fitness, and what you're doing to get to those goals. Is that is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's totally true. Because sometimes the something simple or easy or more achievable, like walking, if I'm in a tough place, or I'm too busy, or I'm not aligned with my goals appropriately, or whatever, The walking is something that I can do and that can be quite transformative for me to then be more productive in if I want to lift weights or do the bodyweight workouts or do something else. And I see this happen so much with my clients or the people that I talk to if they're super unmotivated or uninspired to do anything or they feel overwhelmed by starting a, a workout program or do exercises that they haven't done for a long time, asking them to do that is often a step that's too big. And when you get them to do something that uh, lifts their confidence, their self-belief, then that spirals into a positive, um, positive place. To they might, they might end up being full bodybuilder gyms in, <laughs> in a year's time, or they might just start to be a runner, or they might start to be a cyclist or bodyweight workout calisthenics guy. But there's usually for most people are those incremental steps.
2: I, I I love that because I'm a total incrementalist. So before I I dive into the pool, I'm going to touch my toe into the pool, right? See how the water is, and then what like, you know, put your leg in, and then maybe I'm going to hop in, and then by the end of the day, I'm diving in, I'm doing somersaults, and and yeah, like that's that's how I live. And not everybody is like that, but I know that that speaks to a lot of people, and. When you're when you talk about the fact that sometimes if you're if you're not super motivated, hey, you can fall back on something that, hey, I know that I really, really enjoy. It's not that hard. And I know it's going to make me feel good. It may even put me in a better mind space. And then maybe once I'm in a better mind space, then I'm going to get that motivation back. I'm going to feel better about myself or give myself some forgiveness. And now I can really attack something harder. I, I know that's the way that my mind often works. So that, that really speaks to me.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And sometimes you've got to have those, those habits as the backup, because if people's backup are something more unhealthy or that doesn't motivate them, then that creates the negative spiral. But if you do the, the work, the repetitions, the, the weeks, the months, the years of knowing that, oh, wait, my backup is some self-care, some hydration, some early nights in bed, some meditations, some walking out in nature, if they're the, the habits that you fall back on, then you know you're going to find your way back again. So that's where you've got to have that self-awareness and those habits in place that are easily to um, pick back up.
2: When you say self-care, I, 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 think of, I often think of lots of parts of my workout as being self-care. Like if I do stretching, That's self care for me because I enjoy it. And some people think it's super helpful and it's wonderful. And other people have different ideas about it. But for me, it's, it's almost like a gift to myself. So I really enjoy it. It puts me in a better headspace. And whether it, it, it's super helpful to me or not, I know that it's going to make me feel better in the long run. That's, that's going to help my physical probably and definitely my mental. You know, welfare and health healthness.
1: that enjoyment that you're explaining is everything when it comes to habits as well. Because in a health and fitness journey, if you're pushing yourself to create a habit or forcefully do a workout program or a task or a type of food or diet, the worst word through lack of enjoyment, as soon as that peak motivation drops back, so do those because you don't enjoy it. If you create the things or follow the things that you enjoy, when the motivation drops, you're going to keep doing it. You want to go and stretch because it makes you feel good. You enjoy it at the time and you know you're going to enjoy it later on as well. So if you're forcing yourself into the food you don't like or the exercise routine that just doesn't get you excited, then that's not the right path. Can you see yourself doing this in five years time, 10 years time when um, motivation drops? It's, it's the key thing.
0: It's one of the things we preach, we're going to be talking about a lot is how do you control that mindset? How do you get yourself into that mindset where it's not approached as a temporary fix, which is how we connect that with the word diet? Get that, I always tell people, get that out of your vocabulary. You know, it's a lifestyle change that you have to commit to. And there's things you have to do every day. Like I get up every morning and I do the same thing every morning as it relates to, you know, meditating. Um, I don't open my screens on my phones. I don't look at social media. You know what I mean? I have my coffee, of course and but I work out early in the morning now that's something I had to adopt later in life, you know, just with my my schedule and availability. I used to love working out at the end of the day as I got into my mid forties. I'm like, I don't have the energy anymore, and you know, at five o'clock, six, seven o'clock in the evening, so I had to make a my I had to make a change in my life to going to bed earlier, making sure I can get up early enough. To get those things in done before I even go to the gym, because I'm not one to just, I can't wake up at 5.30, 6 in the morning, go right to the gym. I like to meditate while you know having my coffee and relax a little bit, and I get myself into that mindset. But that's, I've been doing this for years. So again, this podcast, we're going to be trying to get people to shift their mindset on how they need to change and be willing to make sacrifices, right, and be committed to them With that, is there something that you can tell us right now that you do differently since the pandemic on a daily, you know, to get your day started or that you advise your clients to do?
1: I I think somewhat of what you said is absolutely it, especially since the pandemic. And I found this, I mean, we're not all in lockdown now, but what that phase taught me, although I work at home, Anyway, so this really, this habit, what I'm about to say, really does shift into my life because I don't have an office and I work at home. But spending all time at home meant that lots of parts of my day kind of merged together. So the things that I do for myself became less of a priority because I'd find time to do it later, but then wouldn't really kind of think. So what you said about having to wake up and get it done is hugely important because I would yeah, wake up. The meditation, the journaling, um, the the workout. If I know that I don't have time to do it later, so I guess the best advice would be is what finding out what your priorities are for you and making sure that you get them done first or as soon in the day as possible. Because, like I said, either the tiredness or the motivation dips throughout the day. If you're going to do it later, it might not happen. Um, one thing I could throw in there that I adopt sometimes, but I'm not 100% on it, is cold showers. Cold water therapy has a lot of great science thrown in there, a lot yeah, of good yeah. stuff. I just I want to talk mainly on the, on the mental side of doing it, um, and I'm not always good at doing it. Usually the time where I give myself an excuse like it's really cold outside or, or I don't have time to do it today are usually the days that I have that um, perspective and self-awareness be like, what voice is saying that the wrong voice, this this is the time to do it if you're making up an excuse. Because if you do what's challenging there and you fight that battle and, and beat yourself, make a great decision there, which lasts just one minute, I feel like it strengthens the decisions I have to make for the rest of the day. I've done something difficult already. And it's a great feeling when it's over as well and trying trying to get away from that instant gratification that i personally can easily fall into with the world with the world of social media and and ordering food very quickly and all of this when you when something is easy up front it's usually bad for you in the long term and when something is hard up front it's usually good in the long run Usually, not all, not all the time, but I find that with exercise and cold showers and healthy food.
2: A quick question on, on the cold showers, because this is, I, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of stuff about it. There's, there's lots of, of talk going on. There's entrepreneurs have set up, you know, sort of cold pods and all this kind of stuff. And, I, you know, I have a basic understanding that this is good in terms of anti-inflammatory and inflammation is terrible in terms of, you know, that's that's what you want to fight in terms of aging the you know the biggest enemy for in terms of aging is inflammation so if you're gonna do cold dips cold showers things like that that you know in general just basically that seems like it's going to be a good thing so why do you like it what what is your specific reason for it it sounds like it's also kind of mental for you and then sort of how do you go about it like how long do you do it how what how cold is cold <laughs> you know all, all those <laughs> what do you do it after a workout before a workout sort of like you know, if you could yeah. talk a little bit about
1: that. Yeah, I do think it's mainly mental. And for the, the acute feeling that I get, I do know or have heard about many of the things that you spoke about and why it might be good for me as well physically. Um, but the mental feeling of challenging myself in that moment, knowing that I can push through it. But then that feeling of when you have actually done it quite cold for a certain amount of time, you get an amazing... Um, release and adrenaline release and shivers across the body and this tingling sensation, which is a really great feeling. It raises your, your state, what you could do breath work to do the same, or you could do some sprints to do the same, but it raises your, your vibration, your frequency, your, your state, your awareness. And sometimes in the morning, I feel like I need that. How long do I do it for? If it's really cold, then not very long normally, maybe one minute. And it's at the end of a warm, comfortable shower. The hardcore guys would probably just go in with the cold shower and do all your washing and your bits in the cold shower again. <laughs> I will enjoy my shower and then finish <laughs> on cold, personally, I know, at this bits. level. <laughs> no,
0: I love <laughs> it. I love it. You know, I'm going to do some research um, just to our listeners out there, and I'm going to put some links in the show notes. So you know, we'll do, I always tell people, a big part of the show is we're going to do the research and provide content a little education. So I'm going to go ahead and put some of that in the episode when we publish it for you listeners, if you want to dive into the cold showers a little, a little bit more. <laughs> um, um, cool, cool, cool. I know we're taking up a lot of your time, but uh, I wanted to get into um, some of your Crockford content, you know, some of the stuff you're trying to, to do on your app. And, and, and before I get into that, I know Marty has a question for you in regards to uh, your personal workouts. Go ahead, Marty. <laughs> I've seen
2: a lot of your workouts and, and it's, you know, impressive stuff. What are you doing yourself? Like, how do you keep yourself in shape? Is it just are you doing the same workouts, you know, that 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 you're doing in the videos, just maybe on a different level? Or what is your core workout today? You know, what is your routine?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. And I love the question because it's, um, you're keeping it real, you're bringing, you're bringing the world of videography and social media. To the front, so people can know actually what is happening behind the scenes. Because I see this a lot people people with incredible big bodybuilder bulging muscle bodies are doing hip work Think, have they got that body via doing that? Um, and yeah, I, I, my training has gone through many different phases over the years. And to begin with, I started loving the gym and I built quite a lot of muscle and a, a fitness model type body kind of thing. Um, at the moment, mostly of what you see I'm posting is what I'm doing myself because I'm going through a really intense period of filming for my app. So I'm filming long form videos like you've done on my YouTube um, are inside my app as well. And because I have a lot of catching up to do, those workouts are basically my training at the moment. So they're not all, there's a lot of body weight, but sometimes it's single piece of equipment like resistance bands or dumbbells. So the programs that I've created are finding ways to really most efficiently use a single piece of equipment in the best way to build muscle, increase strength and endurance and uh, cardiovascular fitness and things like this. So I might not have the most amount of muscle as I've had as when I was hitting the gym every day or a few times a week when that was my routine. And I kind of miss it and um, we'll be back to that when I finally catch up. But in all honesty, I'm not in the gym regularly at the moment. I am, what you see on my channel is my training.
0: (laughs) I did one of your episodes last week, um, which was perfect for me because I only had about 30 minutes, you know, it was perfect. I rolled out my yoga mat, (laughs) my couch back a little bit, and it was perfect, you know. Um, Now, I've never engaged with your, your app because I just, I get what I need off your YouTube page. But if you wanna take this opportunity to tell people a little bit more about your CrackFit app and what you're trying to do with that, and is there something coming down the road that you're working on that maybe nobody knows about you
1: wanna share? Tell us more. Cool, thank you. Yeah, I love putting out all the content on YouTube and Instagram and and everywhere. Um, And I guess what the the app does really is it's all about the programming. Instead of doing random workouts, or of course you can piece random workouts together to create a program, the app is all about how to structure that program uh, the best way, the most efficient way, partnering muscle groups together in a 12-week or a, a, up to a one-year training program in, in different types of formats and different pieces of equipment and things like this. Not only the workout, but of course, the nutrition, the nutrition guide, the, the recipes for inspiration and motivation, as well as the one-to-one support with the app that I I think it's really important for a lot of people starting out, maybe not later on down the journey, but just when you start any journey, it's important to know that when you have a question, somebody's there to answer it for you. Because if you Google things, you know that you're left open to a world of, <laughs> of many, many answers. So it's nice to have someone that you trust that has a response. So I make sure that I'm available one-to-one um, for people. And then the worldwide community, there's thousands of people using the app. And I feel that sense of community or tribe or support is important for people. When you go about this journey by yourself, sometimes it's easy to fall off or, or give yourself um, too many excuses or, or things like that, which is, which is fine. But when you're in a group and you see other people progressing alongside of you, it really picks you up, especially if they're on the same um, program or same journey as you. So that's all just in Facebook at the moment, but it's a great community. And all of the things, we haven't spoken about everything, but I really want to take CrockFit, my content outside and inside to the app, really a more 360 wellness approach from not just fitness and nutrition, but the health, the happiness, the, um, the mindfulness, the sp- even spirituality, all of that combined into one. And I want to continue evolving my app to support that kind of direction and my social media and that kind of direction so that's where it's going many other things but that's the key
0: <laughs> well great i mean to our listeners i'm going to list all the different you know your handles to all your different platforms and the show notes so people can access it directly and we'll send some stuff out obviously on instagram and and stuff like that um but i just have one more question as it relates to kind of winding down at the end of your day your end of your evening kind of like winding down our little conversation here is there something you do at the end of every day before you go to bed you know like me i try not i turn the tv off the screens off i try to really wind down a little bit and sometimes i'm a little stressed out still from like work or whatever so i have little breathing exercises i do to help me fall asleep because if i don't i could sit there for an hour and think about what i've got to get done in the next few days so is there something that you practice every day, little habits that you can put out there?
1: Well, I mean, y- you've said it there. I really resonate with what you said. It's very easy to just keep working late into the night, put your head on the pillow and your head's still going crazy. It does take time to to wind down. Um, and I believe that that evening routine is critical for that morning routine. And it, once you, when, when people say, how do I get better sleep or how do I get more efficient in the morning? It begins with the evening, the night before. Um, and Yeah, closing down technology a good half hour, hour before the bedtime. Try to stop eating also two, three hours before bed because that key initial phase of digestion, you don't want that to be happening whilst you're sleeping because it will affect your sleep quality. So get that initial bit of digestion done two, three hours before sleep. The technology and then, yeah, the breath work, slowing down the breathing. Make sure you're turning on your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your your rest and digest. And that doesn't get switched on until you really slow down the breathing. Um, Try to make it nasal only, unless you're doing a more transformative breath work, but nose only, in and out. And then anything that calms you down, reading a book, your favorite music, dancing, (laughs) stretching, um, whatever resonates with the person that is Detached from the stress, that the the emails, some form of disconnection.
0: I always tell people, don't watch the news. Whatever you do, you're watching the <laughs> no. news before you go to bed, you're, it's a recipe for disaster, no. right there, man.
2: <laughs> don't do that, definitely. Yeah, Marty, do that. Any, anything else, Marty? No, I, I think this is great. I mean, I love that you're integrating sort of mental and physical health and wellness. To me, they're inseparable. Like I feel, I know that I feel better mentally when I feel better physically, and, and vice versa. I mean, it's just that's, I've always viewed the two as very connected. So I love that you are sort of pushing that also. I it's, that's huge for
1: me, huge for me. That's true. And the more people see that connection, they'll be able to feel it as well and be able to live better, healthier habits. Thank you so much for having me great chatting with you. Alex, thanks, thanks Alex. again,
0: Brother. Uh, really appreciate it. Again, people, uh, if you really like this episode and the stuff we talked about and hopefully you, l- you learned something, click subscribe if you're not if you haven't done so already and share this episode with your friends, coworkers, family, everybody you know, all right that you feel can 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 uh, use this information to better their their life. All right, guys, we'll talk soon. All right. I mean, that was great. Marty, what do you think?
2: I, I love that interview. There was definitely. I'm always super happy. Like when I went to college and had a course, if I could take like one nugget away from that class and think like, "Wow, like I learned, you know, just one thing," I I would be happy in like a three hour class, you know. Right. And I think in that in that interview, there I was able to take more than one thing away, and that I'm going to remember. And so
0: you know, within twenty minutes, like that's awesome. That's smart. And that's it. <laughs> right. It's little. It's little tidbits, little snapshots. You know that we're trying to. Offer you listeners out there um, something you could tune in to our show and just learn something, you know, something that that you can implement into your daily life. That that you don't have to count calories. You know, I mean, if you want to count calories, great. But we're not here to preach, you know, long workout routines and how much you should be lifting and so on and so forth. Just just something you could take away that you could start tomorrow, and it's easily again something you can get ingrained into your daily life where it's 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 second nature you don't have to make decisions should i do this today no it's just automatic (laughs) yeah yeah
2: i'm i'm interested and i'm uh i'm anxious to start i'm going to test the culture like that to me is something that i can take away and see like hey is this something that's going to work for me like when he talked about it like hey really you know sort of invigorates him and sort of resets him you know mentally and you know I have a pretty good idea that there's, that there's, you know, sort of side benefits that he didn't even really talk about or, and that's not really why he's doing it. So for me, that's one of those things like, Hey, I know that this is, this is really going to be pretty good for me if I can do it. And now to me, I'm going to test and say, is this something that I can put into my routine that, that will work for me? Or is this something that I'm not going
0: to enjoy and.
2: I tried it and it's not right. going to work. So I'm, I'm right. curious to see that. You know? and so, right?
0: Well, and to our listeners out there, like I said, I'm going to do some research. I'm going to email Alex as well and see if he has I share a link or maybe an article or something that has some data on it or whatever. So if people want to learn more about how cold showers are beneficial in getting your day started or maybe doing it at the end of the day, I don't know. I've read a little bit about it, but I definitely can't speak to it. I haven't done enough research, but there'll be some links down in the show notes for you if you're interested in learning more about that well i think that wraps up this episode buddy
2: yeah i think it was i think it was great i think uh i think his app is a really uh a cool idea i'm I'm, like fascinated by the fact you know this is you know alex is somebody who is followed by like tens even like more than a hundred thousand people right yeah so the fact that he's got an app where he is going to offer you know sort of one-to-one responses where he is actually responding and not like you know, six people in the Philippines or something are responding. Like that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he's got some, you know, cool stuff going on.
0: Yeah. I thought you would. Um, like I said, I've been following for a couple of years now and it's never boring. There's always great stuff for me to to throw into my, my routine. So it's been great. Um, well, we're going to let you go here, folks. So just make sure you click subscribe and the plus button, depending on which platform you prefer to listen to your podcast so you can get notifications when our new episodes are published. We're going to be doing them on Wednesdays, by the way, every other Wednesday um, until we start doing them on a weekly basis early sometime next year. For now, we're signing off. Stay well. All right, guys. Bye-bye.